And welcome to another episode of Insurance After Dark with Vera. Hello. And me, of course. Now, this one's really interesting, okay? And everyone will either encounter this, has encountered it, has left the industry, has cried in the industry, has bitch about the still industry. Still money. <laughs> and still on the payment plan. <laughs> okay, look, guys. Yes, in the last couple of weeks, months, and everything, and I'm sure you've heard it from other people, too. You know, write commercial with us, and it's so easy, and write commercial insurance, write transportation, get appointed with this. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's all true. Okay? I'm not not saying anything is bad. Yes, we should definitely, um, if you have a real commercial and trying to get into it, you should and everything. But, okay, here's one thing I want you guys to understand is just like in the auto insurance side, yeah, someone doesn't pay their premium, there's a thing called a chargeback. Dun, dun, dun. Right? But now you're in the commercial side. The bigger the commission, the bigger the chargeback. And this could really hurt someone, especially if you're an agency owner. I mean, it's great. You might get some deals. You might get some like, hey, we're starting to write commercial. Well, cool. That's technically what you should. You should definitely diverse your agency and learn how to write different types of commercial insurance, different lines of insurance and so forth. But and this also applies to life insurance as well. But guys, look. Obviously, bigger premiums. And some agencies or some people might not be prepared for this. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have an auto insurance and you got paid $300 in commissions or $400 commission, that's something like, okay, shit, charge back. We owe some of it back or all of it back, whatever. You can, you're good. But what do you do, Vera, when you have a trucking policy or a commercial a workers' comp policy? Yeah, manufacturing, yeah. whatever. And we're talking about the down payment is $20,000, right? $10,000 was, uh, I mean, $15,000 was the premium, $5,000 were broker fee, well, however you want to do the math, who cares? But bottom line is, you thought you had a great deal, things were great. A week after the policy's issue, or two weeks, hey, you know, we just can't, we're, we're going to go a different direction, we're probably going to close the business, or we just don't need, we don't want the insurance, can I have my money back? Damn, what do you do now? Yeah, you know, a lot of agencies are super quick to spend that money because they need it, right? They're like, hey, I have overhead. I have this. I have that. I had to spend it. But that hurts when it comes back. And I know that there are some agents that have not encountered that yet. They haven't got hit by a big commercial chargeback yet. Right. But when you do and you're not prepared for it. Damn, this can make you think twice about this business. I mean, you've had this. uh, It sounds like you're kind of talking about a specific situation. Oh, there's many. I could tell you more. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I talk to agents all the time because they're trying to figure out, well, what's the time frame? When do I have to pay it back? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I haven't got anything from the carrier. I was like, oh, don't worry. You will. I know the client already told you that he doesn't want the policy anymore or anything, but Honestly, here's the thing. You got to understand. He paid the down payment. He just told you he doesn't want it. So the policy is going to just cancel for non-payment. You might not even get anything from the care for me two months from now, but it will come. So prepare yourself. Trust me. So in general, for example, um, where I used to work, they, we had a referral rewards program and we would pay out the referral after you know, to use an insurance word, there's vesting. <laughs> we would pay out the referral after the policy was enforced for at least a month. 
Okay. But we were very upfront. Like, we need to make sure that payment is collected, that the policy is enforced, so that it's fair. And I think it really just depends on how you set up your referral program. So, like, in this instance, like, let's say you got the referral from somebody and everyone gets referrals. And right. you, you, everyone wants cash for the referrals. You can give them a gift card. But, you know, if you can give them cold, hard cash, they'll be happy with that, yep. right? So, if it was a $1,000 referral fee... And you mentioned that at some point there was a high, you were aware of like a higher referral fee, right? Like something like three or $4,000. Right. So let's just keep it simple. $1,000. Okay. The policy, uh, I collect the down payment. I pay it. I pay the $1,000 to the person and I didn't wait my 30 days. Oof. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. We're on the third week. Everything's okay. I didn't wait for that 30 day to at least have... Some like that first payment go through whatever right, right. and everybody everything cancels. I re- I don't even get a call from the client. Yeah, the carrier, the underwriter who's my friend, right. says, "Hey, by the way, we got a cancellation request." Yep, I already paid out the referral, so now I'm out a thousand dollars. Sucks. And maybe I kept the money because I thought, okay, just in case, I'm still out a thousand dollars. I know. I can't go to the referral and say, can you give me $1,000 back? I mean, you can, but what are the chances? They're going to be like, okay. But also, that burns my referral bridge. Well, obviously, it wasn't a good referral. <laughs> I know, but you know, you don't know. You owe like me you said, money. In that instant, no, that person decided to close business. You can't predict if somebody's going to close the business. You, I mean, you should do your due diligence as an agent to say, like, where are you guys at with this, right? right. But you never know. Somebody might die. And they have to close it. Yeah, you're right. You never know the reasoning behind it. You I agree know. with you. I agree with you 100% there. You so never that's know. a scenario that you hear often. Yeah. It's usually. But not so much with the referral, like the whole money was spent. Yeah, the whole money was spent. Like commissions were paid out, you know, agents were asking about it, you know, stuff like that. Now, here's the thing. You got to remember, are they are they canceling the policy? Is it being canceled for non-payment? Is it a request for like a flat cancellation? Like, give me all my money back. I didn't want this. Stuff like that. There's going to be certain things, you know, and sometimes there might be some minimum or premium that you are still required. This is like, the, this is what the minimum is for. And you might have a bill. You might, might have to pay back to the, to the finance company or something. You never know. You I never think know. That's why a lot of Agents are also weary of getting into commercial because they hear these stories. But I also think it boils down to education. It is. Definitely. So, for example, when you write a policy with GA, most of the time you have to upfront collect um, the – you retain the commission. If you have your broker fee, you typically retain that too. Right. And then there's also taxes and their commission that you have to do a lot of like – on the accounting side? Calculation. Yeah, There's I agree. a lot of accounting there. And if you're not careful, number one, you don't retain your commission. So that sucks. You thought that the GA was going to give you your broker fee. Right. So that sucks. And I don't know if there's, I mean, I don't know if agents go in there with that broken down knowledge. Well, here's the thing it could also be bad habits. So here's what I remember telling this agency I was like, look, for auto insurance. I'll give you two agencies. One agency said, I ask them, so what's the form of payment you guys accept here? Uh, cash or or credit card or debit card? I was like, okay, what about check? Nope. All right. Second agency. Do you guys accept check? Oh, yeah. So when you guys take a check, do you guys bind the policy? They're like, yeah. So have you ever had any bad checks? They're like, oh, we get them all the time. Keep that same concept when it comes to commercial insurance. Mm-hmm. 
Because in commercial insurance, you can take checks. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's a business check, right? But you don't want to bind coverage until the check is cleared. Yeah. Because just because you got a check and you made the deposit and now the client's like, oh, I need my certificate of insurance. I need this. And you request for buying or you bind the policy, whatever the case may be. That check might bounce a day or two later. And now you're on the hook. You think the client's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll write you a check. He doesn't care. Maybe he just needed some type of proof of insurance. Who knows? But now you're on the hook. It's like you got to pay. You got I mean, technically, the, the thing that sucks is this, that if, if you pay the insurance out of your uh, own account because you're waiting for the check to clear, you just gave this guy free insurance for one month. Like you paid for it. So I always tell people like, yeah, maybe in the auto business on personal lines, it's not as big of a deal. It's like, oh, you know, it's a $200 check, whatever. We'll go after him and send him to collection or whatever. I get it. But when you start dealing on the commercial side, you got to be careful on that. And there's people where like Carlos, like all the money has been spent. Like, I mean, we had a bad month and we thought we we're going to be clear with this one. Now this one cancels. It's like, how am I going to do this now? And I was telling him like, look, if you don't have the money, Talk to the GA, talk to the care and see what kind of payment plan you guys can do it. You know, try to get some more business, feed it in there, just pay that money back. That's so the forth. one thing is that um, almost all the outlets will let you do some kind of a payment. It's like the IRS. <laughs> they just want. It sucks how we have to compare it to <laughs> that know. though, right? <laughs> but it is. It's the same. Like the IRS doesn't expect you to give them the whole amount right and if you do bless your heart bless man. your heart <laughs> but you know it's like just make payments figure it out because if you're already in that bind don't be afraid to have that conversation like i'll pay you but i gotta do it in payments exactly because <laughs> you can i agree you can negotiate that i agree and you could also keep feeding the carrier and they can get future commissions out of there or something like you have ways but mm-hmm. i mean it sucks you know when people are not really ready for it or prepared it sucks, mm-hmm. you know, because – and the thing that sucks is that sometimes people are like, oh, you know, we're saved. We got these big policies and everything, but damn, when they don't go as planned. Oh, yeah. You Absolutely. Know? And there's people out there who are just are willing to drive with no insurance, and that includes commercial vehicles. We've seen it. And they'll call you back again when they need something again. Yeah. You know, so – you know, learn from that. But see, I always tell people, you know, just remember, yes, commercial. I, and I always tell them commercial, yes. The bigger the premium, the bigger the commission. And they're, okay, great. But don't forget, the bigger the commission, the bigger the chargeback. I mean, that's really the title of this episode. <laughs> no, seriously, it, it really is, you know. And and the thing that sucks is like, and you hear this a lot in real estate. And again, I have some friends from real estate is that in real estate, some of these real estate agents, not all of them, but from what I've heard, sometimes people are starting new profession. Of course, you got to make that money. And just because a house is already going, like you've already spent that money, this and that. It's just like, I get it. The house goes and, and you're banking on that one deal. But my advice, and, and, and honestly, this goes to any lender insurance, just keep feeding the pipeline. Just keep feeding more policies in there. That way you never have to worry about a chargeback. And if it, you do get a chargeback, you got other policies coming in to mm-hmm. help you out. Don't bang on just one policy. Yeah. And have a strategy for how you uh, how you handle that money that comes in. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that I don't know if you've seen this in agency or anything, but some agencies allow their agents to do their own accounting. 
like as far as like, oh, you know, you got this big policy, make sure you get a finance or anything. And some agencies have an accounting department where it's like, hey, okay, you got the policy deal. Great. Let her do the financing. Let her do the accounting of it. I don't know. I mean, I personally, they ask me, you should always have someone who just strictly deals with the accounting aspect of it. I agree. You know, because it gets really tricky on the premium finance. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize when premium finance comes in. Now, here's the thing. Um, some people have asked me how how crazy does it get? Now, when you go to a direct carrier, okay, when you go to a direct carrier, obviously they'll give you monthly payments, options, and so forth, whatever, right? So it's kind of like, I guess you can say in-house finance, right? They'll tell you how much the down payment, what the monthly payment is. That's direct carrier. Now, if you're new in the commercial side and stuff like that, or maybe you're going to a market that might not be a admitted market, you know, if you're turning it into like liquor stores, nightclubs, and so forth, right? You might have to go to the non-admitted, work with a GA that has a surplus lines broker license and all that good stuff. It, the, the game changed now. Now, you're dealing with a carrier who's willing to insure, but they need all the premium up front. So now you have to get a premium finance company. And this is where a lot of people screw up. And they end up like either losing money because they did the financing wrong or they just didn't calculate it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, because, hey, you know, this is what it is. The, and you have to figure it out with the financing. And if you're going to add broker fees, you have to include that in there. And then some of this stuff, you retain commission. So they're not going to send you a check of your commission. They're going to tell you, look, this is how much the down payment is from this. You retain this portion. And, you, and pay the taxes, the fees, and all this, and that's it, right? So you got to figure out how much you're going to pay the GA, and then you retain your commission. You know how many people have actually not retained their commission? That's what I'm saying. And then they're like, hey, so when am I going to get paid? They're like, you should have kept that. Mm-hmm. And guess what? So what do we do now? Well, now you wait for a check from the GA. Well, how long is that going to take? However long they want. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to it, right? Yeah. And it's just one of those things. So, I mean, I just tell people. Selling insurance, learning commercial and all these different things, it's already a lot. Don't add the accounting to it, guys. Please. No, well, you mean add the accounting, but do it the right way. Right. Meaning like don't put it, don't don't feel like you got to do everything yourself. Right. If there's someone in, in the agency who who dedicates to that, I mean, have them like do those things. I don't know. Agency owners, if you don't have one, get that one person, you're going to jump into that area. Because mm-hmm. it just gets pretty ugly. It does. You know? So, but here's another thing, and I'm going to ask you this. On the management system side, mm-hmm. okay, this can definitely help you as well yeah. to organize as far as how much money comes in and stuff like that. So, have you seen people utilize a little bit more on the commercial side, on the management side? Yeah, always. So, the ones that do a lot of commercial insurance in the section where the money gets broken down, it's very helpful for them because there's a premium slot. There's a taxes taxes and fees collected slot. There's a percentage uh, retained commission slot. So it will already help you break a lot of the things down so mm. that you have proper bookkeeping. Uh, and then you can pull Excel sheets or you can follow up or is there money or is there a balance due? So, you know, get yourself a system that will help you do that. You know it what's will- crazy? What I've seen, sorry to cut you off, I've seen people that have systems that would do something like that, but they never use it. Yeah. That's why, true. Why is that? Like they'll they'll write it down on a piece of paper, or they'll like open up a new Excel for them. Well, I see that a lot on in general, where people will buy systems and only use like thirty percent of it 
because they have not broken the habit of they're still doing paper-based stuff. They're still using Excel sheet. They're still calculating it differently because they're just used to it. Yeah. There's a lot of things like, especially in commercial, I noticed that um, there's a lot of old school ways of doing things in commercial where you can utilize systems to help you a lot. And above all, the cross-selling, that's what really gets me. If you have a system, right. you have an entire database that you can market to. Right. But they don't do that. That's and crazy. I'm always like, this is like the system is there so that you can get money out of it. Right. It's not just there to manage your files and people's phone numbers and emails and text messages. It's like get money out of your own database. And so I don't know why people don't use the whole thing. The only thing I can think of is the psychology of people don't like change. And if it seems a little bit hard and they've had another way of doing it, that's what they're going to do. No matter how much training we give on the commercial side of like how to do the bookkeeping, they will choose to do it the way they've always done it. And the ones that do like, for example, like on the Accord applications for transportation, the ones that utilize like the package uh, function in the system or they actually do take the information in the receipt side. I mean, it's so easy for them come like quarterly um, reviews of accounting or at the end of the year, they just pull the uh, Excel sheets, send it off to whoever their tax preparer is, or maybe they do taxes themselves and it's easy peasy. Yeah. That's crazy. There are a lot of things out there to help the agent with accounting a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just amazing me that you pay for something. Yeah. And you don't utilize it like 100%. Are you speaking from uh experience? Experience, Carlos? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I've You know what? I will, but to me it's breaking a habit. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing with the gym. It's not a fear or anything no. like that, but it's 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 breaking a habit. It's the gym membership that you will always have but you never go, but one day you're going to go. <laughs> Or getting a license and, and one day using it, right? Hey, <laughs> always throwing those jabs. Right? But no, it, it, to me, I, w- I will tell you, it was just breaking the habit. Even though, like, it wasn't fear, like, oh, my God. I mean, think about it, guys. Here's the thing that's frustrating. People says, oh, I'm scared. Like, didn't I just see you f- post a live video on Facebook and Instagram and you have an iPhone, like, the highest create, one? Like, yeah. like, come on. If you can so it's not technology on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you can... Use a system. And then you're adding music and then you're adding all these special effects. Like, come if on. If you can do that, you can sell a commercial policy. Let's just, Seriously. Let's just be real. <laughs> Seriously. So, I I mean, I think maybe fear has something to do with it, but I think it's just breaking a habit. Mm-hmm. It is breaking a habit. So, I mean, I tell people, look, if you have a habit that you need to break, well, reach out to us and we'll tell you how to break it. But at the end of the day, you know, utilize it. And here's the thing, and I'll leave you guys with this. And Vera brought a good point. One of the other struggles besides these big commissions, big chargebacks and all this stuff like that usually happens with new clientele. If you utilize your current database, guys, you're already halfway there on having a your retention client on there because here's the thing. Your client already bought from you. He's in your system. So if you have a client there that you might be able to provide a different service, like, hey, they became a business owner or maybe life insurance, guys, like – the likelihood of them not paying that is not as big as a new client would be. The system shows you their buying habits and paying habits as well. Dang, it's so like an AI, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's there. All we want is behavioral data. Yeah. And that's what your management system does. Yep. 
it tells you what it is that the agent uh, that the customer has and does. Exactly. So use it. Yeah, man. Quit bullshitting. Quit it. it. All right. Anything else? Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Remember, avoid the chargeback. (laughs) 